Welcome to the first episode of the new season, the second season of the podcast, Rebecca Mendations, Business, Love and Science. I am so honored to get to sit in front of one of my favorite humans, Dune Roisin, who is the founder of Female Startup Club and many other things. <laughs> um, but the mission behind Female Startup Club is so special and so powerful and so much do I relate to it because you are harnessing that level of empowerment and mission-driven women to do better in this world. And you're inspiring so many people. So Dune, thank you for joining me today. Oh my gosh, that was the kindest introduction. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Ugh, it's, yeah, I'm more excited because I had the joy of being interviewed by you and now the tables have turned and I get to ask the juicy questions. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so much harder being on this side. <laughs> <laughs> like let the roasting begin. No, I'm kidding. Um, but look, this, this whole podcast is designed to create this sort of like platform to inspire people about the truth behind what it means to run a business, what it means to navigate, all levels of relationships and health and life amongst, you know, all these bigger passions that we're so driven by. So I want to talk about firstly, Female Startup Club and everything that you do. And let's just start from the beginning, like, you know, 2019, you said you sort of had that soft launch and in the pandemic, everything kicked off. So talk us through a little bit of that journey and, and what you do. Yes. Oh my gosh. Going back to that time, it's such a funny thing how moments kind of change and you end up on a different pathway. But to go back a little bit further in, I think it was maybe 2018, at the beginning of 2018, or, or maybe even late 2017, I started a direct-to-consumer jewellery brand. And I started at, you know, humble beginnings, bedroom floor kind of vibe, taking the photos myself. And I had so much fun building that company. It was very sparkly, very me. Um, it it was growing like slowly, I, I guess you would say. I was growing it through social media specifically, very much like being on Instagram every day. And it got to a point where on paper, everything looked great. You know, we were working with influencers. I was featured in Vogue. I was featured in who, what, where. I moved to Bali to produce there. I started producing in Thailand, went to Paris Fashion Week, all these kinds of things. Well, not went to Paris Fashion Week, did a showing at Paris Fashion Week, to clarify. And it was interesting because I was having a lot of fun, but I had this feeling like, I'm not sure if I've picked the right product for me. I love the business side. I love marketing, but specifically around a product that doesn't solve a problem and isn't a necessity in life is different to like building, I guess you would say. And so jewelry is one of those things that requires a lot of newness. It plays into a lot of trends. You have so many different SKUs. And so it's hard to stack the marketing on one specific product. And my model at the time was monthly drops. So there was just so much newness, so much turnover in terms of pictures and marketing moments for like certain SKUs. And so I was having a little bit of a dilemma where we'd grown it organically to six figures. It was, you know, it was fine, but I had that feeling of, do I really want to be doing this long-term? Can I even see myself doing this for a year or five years or 10 years? Definitely not. And so around that same time, I was reading this book called Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. And it's an amazing book. He's an amazing, interesting human. And for anyone who has seen the book, 
or maybe hasn't seen the book, it's huge. It's a really, really big, thick book. And he interviews and profiles high performers, billionaires, athletes, all this kind of thing. And I just love his approach to his style of questions and, and what he gets out of those people. And it's very direct, no bullshit kind of responses. And, and I really love that style. And as I was reading the book, I was like, oh, I love this style and I love that kind of masculine energy. But where are the women? And how can I relate to this guy who's just on a totally different journey to me? And so I think there's like 10 women in the book or 10% of the book is women. And I was like, oh, I'd really love to hear that same perspective, but from the female lens. And so that was kind of playing in my mind. And I was having these, like as a side kind of thing, I was having these conversations with my girlfriends around how they were building their businesses. Cause I was trying to figure out, do I keep growing my business? Do I keep, do I try and level up to the next phase? Like, how do I do that? What's the blueprint? Who should I hire to help me? Should I invest in marketing? You know, all those kind of questions that you have as a solopreneur, bootstrapped, early stage kind of feeling of lost <laughs> vibes. <laughs> and so I was having these conversations, knowing that I'd read the book, wanted to hear this different perspective and not sure about my direction with the jewelry brand. And I was like, damn, these conversations are really good. I was talking to women who were building a tech business or who were coaches or who had an e-commerce brand. And I was learning so much. And I was like, I'm learning so much. Imagine if I shared this and other people learned these same things that I'm learning. And so I started putting out these little videos on Instagram and I was using IGTV at the time, which wasn't very discoverable. It was a really crappy feature. And so they didn't really go anywhere. And it was I was quite limited in the, I think they were like 10 minute. 10 minute caps on those or something like that. And my husband was like, oh, you should start a podcast. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I was absolutely terrified of speaking. I was absolutely terrified of being on camera. I was already like really stretched to my limit with these little videos. And what I realized in that moment is that I actually wanted to have that skill set and I wanted to be able to, I, it was something I was scared of, but I was also drawn to, and I knew it was a strong um, kind of skill set to have. So. I kind of was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, maybe I'll give this a go. And so we published our first episode at the end of 2019 very casually. And at that time, I was wanting to do everything in person and I was doing a bit of, we'd been traveling, so I was doing a bit of a world tour. And I was like, great, I can do, you know, an episode here or there, an episode here or there in the UK, an episode here or there in the US. Like, it'll be very, like, relaxed, like maybe an episode a month kind of thing, like nothing crazy. And then fast forward to March 2020, as we all know, the pandemic hits and everything is thrown upside down. And in that moment, it was very clear to me, jewelry is not what we need. Yes, it looks great on the Zoom meetings, but it's not what we need. It's not what I want to be pushing. I don't, I, it's a good turning point for me to like pivot away from that. And so because we were like, you know, inside and locked down and not having any kind of social activities, I was like, I'm just going to see what happens. I set myself a goal of 100 episodes in that first year. And I think by the time I actually started, it might have been around April or May when I started to like, I, I established that goal. And I was like, great, I'm just going to get to that goal. I'm not going to look at the numbers. I'm not going to stress too much about it. I'm just going to do 100 and then see. And then in that first year or in that first kind of six to eight months of 2020, well, of the podcast, but from like April, May, um, I just realized how much I loved it. And we sort of we just grew a really organic kind of community and an organic audience and it started to take off from there. So this 
podcast that again I started from the bedroom floor and was just really scrappily recording with anyone who would take an interview with me um grew into a bit of a community and now female startup club is what we like to say a media company we're championing women who are wanting to start a business or who have a business and all things entrepreneurship we have the podcast which has multiple episodes every week we have the newsletter packed with different resources and insights and learnings and then you know we we're on all the channels and we have a private um a private community and we market it as a tool for small founders or new-ish founders where you can come for workshops and SOPs and blueprints and, and community calls and things like that on the back end. And it's called Magic with a J. <laughs> I mean, you know I'm going to bring that up again and, and we're going to dive much further into Magic because I think it's astounding. But there are some really key elements that have come up in, in this little conversation and that I love that the premise of you building Female Startup Club was your values and your almost like your your personal um, like ethics system of like, am I happy doing jewelry? Is it enough for me? Am I giving enough to the world? Like, am I Because I find, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs that are sort of in the space that you're in, like you're driven by that men mindset of like, what more can I give? Like what, how can I add value to the world? And I just love that that was the reason that you pivoted. But I mean, let's look at what you've built because it's not that simple. Like, yes, you started from your living room floor or wherever you were, but you've built this unbelievably beautifully branded, very clearly communicated mission and community. Like what happened? How did you actually do that? How did you build that community? And what were the hurdles or the challenges or lessons that you learned in building this community that is obsessed with, you know, what you've created? I think something that I, I established for myself early on was that I never wanted to be the expert. I wasn't coming in being like, I'm some guru. I know all the answers. I was like, I'm learning. Let me be the learner and sit across from people who know a million more things than I do. And then let's le learn together. Like everyone who's listening to the show is like side by side with me and we're learning from that person. And so that's still how we operate today. I'm coming on the show and like asking the blueprint out of a place of, oh, wow, I really want to learn. And that's how we all learn together. And I think that's what's really kind of fostered our sense of community and and the the magic that we have in Female Startup Club because I I didn't go down that pathway of being an expert or a guru because I don't know. I don't have the answers. Yes, now I know more of the blueprint because we've interviewed nearly 500 women, but, and I, I could tell you how I would do things if I started a business again, uh, well, not a business, an e-commerce, you know, product-based business again. Um, but yeah, I've taken always that kind of pathway of I'm the learner, learn with me. I think that's so, um, I, I love, I, I loved my experience with you. I loved being interviewed by you. It was the most like authentic, humbling interview because I really felt that. And I actually couldn't figure out what it was about you that I loved so much until you just said that, because that's <laughs> like, like, it was the energy that you brought. It was very special. And it really made me feel, um, you were really listening. That was the difference. Like, you know, there are so many times you're interviewed and they're just asking questions and you're trying to like speed along and whatever, but like you really were 
so open-eyed and like actually listening to what I was saying because you were so excited by it. And I think you that you figured it out for me. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's why you have the success you have because you bring that energy to the table of not just equality, but that excitement and passion to learn from each other and that like real um, wholesome community feeling of like, we're in this together. Like I got you, you got me. I, I don't know. I think it's just, it really, we need more of that, especially amongst women in business. There really needs to be that like supportive aspect. And I, I, I think this is your filling in that gap on a global level. So it's, it's unbelievable. And I can only imagine how much you've learned, like really 500 women, successful, incredible women. Is, is there anything that sticks out for you that from certain conversations? I mean, gosh, so many, let me think. So something that I always kind of, something that I see across a lot of episodes, there's a lot of themes that come out because I'm interviewing people who are primarily in the e-commerce space. They've built their businesses to seven, eight, nine figures in annual rev, and they're sharing their blueprint. And what I often find is we're all the same. We all start from an idea with no idea how to do it. And we just figure it out as we go. And so often as a business owner, you're sitting there being like, someone else knows better than me, or like, you know, they had something that I don't have or whatever it might be. And yes, someone might know better than you and that kind of thing. But actually we all start from the same place and we're all figuring things out as we go. And so maybe you get a bit of advice here and maybe you get a bit of advice over there, but you're like shaping this thing and you're the person who kind of understands your business better than anyone else. And you're the one getting it born into the world and, and creating it. And it's interesting to me that just everyone starts at the same place, an idea and figuring it out. And it's the people who, the people who are coming on the show are, and who are at that level, you know, the difference between them and and someone else who you know their brand isn't there anymore is just that they kept going when things were tough and the other person didn't and it's just that like building resilience keeping on going persistence all that kind of stuff which we all already know um and i think yeah oftentimes people ask me like is there one specific thing or and i'm like there's actually just so many so many of the same themes that come up and and the the similarities of like we just all start from an idea is is something that I always think is really interesting. I love the concept of this pattern pattern forming um, of these themes because I think there is such a truth to this where if you do look at all the most successful businesses out there and the people that are running them, the personality type is often the same, right? It's that high level resilience, high drive, um, probably too much dopamine, <laughs> yeah. like, and, and that like sheer passion for something bigger than them. Um, I can imagine also listening to so many conversations, you'd reflect back on your own journey and what you're currently doing, what you're currently building. Um, are there any like key takeaways or maybe lessons that you actually had to learn the hard way where after having an interview with particular people, you're like, that's the solution I was looking for, you know? Oh, um, gosh, you're getting me on the spot here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, mean, a better, got it. I think a better way to frame it is like, let's, I'd love to understand deeper the journey that you're on right now. Like what are the hurdles perhaps that you've dealt with in building this community and then let's talk about magic because this is a huge extra arm of your business like 
this is the next level of how to support founders um, or startups. Um, how did you get there? What was the experience to suddenly shift into that space? And what are you learning while you're doing it? Yes. So for the first part of the question, which is what are the challenges that I face and like how am I kind of dealing with that? I face the same challenges that every business owner listening faces. I am overwhelmed. I'm trying to figure out the blueprint and I'm trying things and just being like, where do I put my time? Where do I put my dollars? And what direction should I take? And I think every time I speak to founders, we're dealing with that same sense of overwhelm, especially if you're bootstrapped, you're early stage, where maybe you don't even have a co-founder like me, you're just building this brand based on how you think you should build it with a bit of naivety and not really the experience and that kind of thing. And so for me, I have to remember that you know, it is overwhelming, but you just have to move forward, move in one direction. And I operate by the 1% method. So I'm like, okay, if I'm having a low motivation day, I'm like, what's the one thing that could shift the needle in some way for me today? And maybe that's like a really long email that I've been putting off or a proposal that I've been kind of like, eh, I'm going to do it later. But like, I know that will yield a result. And so I try to get really clear every day, especially if I'm having a day like that, where I'm like, okay, what is the stuff that matters that can push me forward today? And like, just if I finish that one thing, and it might be like a TikTok video, or it might be the email proposal, or it might be something really small, or it might be something like, I need to upload 60 articles. This is going to take me all week. Yeah. Build out and create the content for that. Um, but if I'm just like dedicated to that task, then I know that afterwards I'm going to be like, a oh, little bit less overwhelming because I did that thing that's like niggling inside my brain being like, Oh, I know you need to do that, but I don't want to do that. So I operate by the 1% method to get through those kind of moments of overwhelm and, oh, shit, this is a lot. And I'm thinking in too many different directions and I need to just streamline into one single focus. And I think that that's a lot of what a lot of founders that I speak to struggle with is that sense of where do I put my time? What, what should I be doing right now? I'm lost because I know that I need to do TikTok, Instagram, um, email marketing, SMS marketing, I need to be in retail stores. You know, it's hard because you've got so many different avenues and channels and and things that you need to be building, but you've got to kind of like focus on the one thing that pushes you forward at a time, then stack the next one and then the next one and so on. So I've definitely, I mean, I'm still learning and I'm still getting better at this, but I try to, if I'm focused on TikTok for Q1, then I'll focus on TikTok for Q1 and then I'll stack the next thing on top of that. Or if it's just a workflow that I need to set up for my business that I can onboard my VA or onboard my employee, get them set up, and then it flows automatically without me, I'll focus on that. And then I'll stack the next thing. I try to get things set up so it's like working, operating, and then next, instead of kind of doing things like a little bit here, a little bit there, where you don't really end up getting anything kind of like fully in motion. I find that so resourceful. I, I really relate to that. I think something to note is it doesn't matter how small or big your business is, that feeling almost of overwhelm doesn't change. Yeah. Like it really doesn't. Like it it's actually that's the if if there's anything anyone should focus on working on or understanding better, like having that self-awareness better is how to manage your time and that overwhelm and that like spreading of task management because the bigger you get actually the bigger that overwhelm feels so i think mm. that's a really valid point and really important to to highlight like get those systems right stack those tasks get it done get it finished well <laughs> so it can run without you and then 
focus on the next thing. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's also important to audit yourself like when you do your best work. So, you know, and, and that can be in specific relation to a certain task or just overall in general. But like I work better in the mornings, so I structure my calls so that they're not in the morning so I can do my best creative work. And that might be the newsletter or the TikTok or a podcast, whatever it is. Um, and then I stack calls in the afternoon when or like mindless kind of tasks, which you can just do in front of the TV or like when you're like, you know, eight o'clock at night, you're like, oh, I could probably do that task now. Um, I make sure that I'm like setting those boundaries for certain tasks to get things done based on when I know I'm going to be most, you know, I've got a better output. <laughs> I think, I think it's so, so valuable. I, you know, something that helped me as well was like a default diary and that helped with the auditing aspect. Like, pre sort of creating and designing something based on those boundaries and then trialing it and testing it again and again and again until you're like okay this is when i'm energized this is when totally. i'm not and totally and i think that like specifically i talk to a lot of founders who want to do the tiktok thing but then they leave it till the end of the day and then they're like i didn't do it again and i'm like you need to switch your flow and you need to do tiktok because it's the thing you least want to do but you really want to commit to it, do it first thing in the morning, do it in natural light, get it out of the way. And then you're going to feel so happy that you did that thing that's in your brain that you want to do, but you haven't actually actioned it, get it done first, get it out of the way. You're going to feel really like that sense of accomplishment because you've done it and it's just there out of the way. Exactly. And I mean, you know a little bit about my story in regards to my health, right? And a big part of my challenge with like operations was, I had no energy because of my autoimmune condition and just having so many struggles. And I know that you've recently moved back to Sydney from the UK um, and you had a little bit of like, like you related a little bit to me in that capacity. Like how do you manage that holistic side of things? How do you cope with making sure your health is good, making sure your mental health is good, your wellness, you know, that sense of security in your well-being, and then also running this amazing empire and i want to still talk about magic and how you've just brought that into the picture now yeah so for context last year i've been living out of australia for eight years or close to eight years yeah. last year i sort of hit this point of i don't know if it was technically called burnout but i was stressed i was having lots of different health issues like breaking out in hives and you know crazy periods and like all these things that really came to a head where I'd probably avoided it for a real long time and I just couldn't really figure out what it was and I knew that moving back to Australia would help me because I really missed nature and I missed sunshine I missed the ocean and I just had the sense in my mind that that was going to help heal everything that was going on in my body and it definitely did it made such a big difference moving back but in terms of practical steps, like from a perspective that anyone can do, something that I really cherish is mornings. I'm not a super early riser. I've tried to do the 5 a.m. club. I've tried to do the 6 a.m. club. I've tried to do the 7 a.m. club. Like I'm not that person. I go to bed early and I need to stay in bed for a long time. And so I've also structured my working day around the fact that I I cherish mornings and I, I do my own morning vibe. I wake up, I go for a coffee or I go to the beach and like kind of do these things for myself that make me feel really good and like have a easy way into the work day. And then when I start work around nine or 10, usually more like 10, <laughs> that's when I am kind of at my best self because I've kind of gotten out of the house. I've done something like having a swim in the start of the morning or if I don't have time to go for a swim, having a cold shower, like doing the things that make me feel really good and like get my soul lit up 
is how I like to start the day. I don't like to rush in and just be like awake and then at my desk kind of thing. I need like a few hours of just like other activities. And so if you structure your day around when you work best and and the things that you cherish, for me, it's the mornings, um, other people, it might be evenings, whatever it might be. Um, I think that it helps your mental health a lot being the kind of maker of your day and lifestyle design is really important, especially as a founder, because there are, it's, it's very easy. Anyone listening who has a business will know it's very easy to be working 24 seven and thinking about it 24 seven. I wake up and I'm thinking about female startup club. I go to bed and I'm thinking about female startup club. I'm constantly wanting to grow. I'm constantly checking the stats. I'm like, Oh, what's happening? What's happening? And so you've got to create those own boundaries and those moments for yourself when you know, around your schedule, obviously, but things that matter. And I think a lot of something my husband and I did last year was we figured out what our small joys were and we made sure that we incorporated them for each other. So something I, and this is an example, something I used to do was my husband takes really long showers and I always rush him. I'm a rusher. I love to do everything really fast. I love to be here, there, everywhere, back, done, kind of like moving on to the next task. I can't just enjoy a task which I've like had to work on but my husband is the opposite he loves a long shower and what we realized is I should let him indulge in his long shower and I should never interrupt that shower because that is a small joy for him and that makes his day start really well for me my small joy is getting out of the house and going to get a coffee I just have to do that it's not something that he ever had to do before but he's like, okay, we've integrated this into the workflow of the day. We know that we have to leave the house first thing and get outside and go and get a coffee and just like have a moment kind of thing. And once we figured out those small joys for each other, it again just made our like overall sense of well-being better because I'm not rushing him and he's like happy spot and he's allowing me to like do these things that he doesn't really care about. And so I think it's important to a, figure out what those small moments are of joy for yourself and make sure they're integrated. Even They might be so small, but like it's really important to figure them out. And then if you have a partner, figuring out your partners too. So you can both make sure that you're kind of having that for each other. I can't stop smiling. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things that you've just said that I've gone, oh my God, firstly, me too. I'm exactly like you. I'm also a rusher. And yeah, it's oh, so comical because... And it's so beautiful. I mean, I think I could spend another two hours talking to you about relationships and how important it is to integrate that communication style and that um, individuality and that respect and support because the truth is our relationships do impact everything else in our life. If you do have a partner, if you're married, if you're in a long-term relationship or a new relationship, it does impact everything else. Like, And you need to find that balance of having that individuality, having that partnership, having good communication, boundaries, so that you can still create your empire. But I, oh, there, you said so many good things. <laughs> I don't even know where to start, dude. There's too much. But this advice is so valuable and it's so important. And, you know, I want to reflect on one small thing, which is I've interviewed so many people in the last sort of year as well, where a lot of them talk about the sacrifices and the, um, pushing aside their lifestyle and pushing aside their, you know, boundaries of, you know, what, what they can and can't do. And rather than focusing on integrating this and doing what you're doing, they're like, I'm going to do the 5am club. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to push myself, which you and I know leads to burnout. 
I look at it as unsustainable, but there's this like, I don't know, societal expectation that if you're an entrepreneur, you need to be hustling hard and you need to always be on and always working and you can't have a day off. And, you know, I want to fight that culture. And I think what you're talking about is the honest truth. Like I'm going to be 50 times more productive if I'm happy. If I'm hundred percent, if I'm rested, if I've slept and stayed in bed, I'm like you. I also love a long morning. Like I cannot do the five a.m. anymore. Um, I've never been. No, look, I had to when I was a personal trainer, and when I stopped doing that, I was like, never again. But it's it's something I just I can't stress enough. you don't have to live by the expectations of what an entrepreneur is. I want to cancel the theories of hustle culture. I want people to start looking at their lives as working smarter, not harder, efficiency with time management, building systems, and then utilizing joy. Like when you're happy, when you're actually like rested and recovered and nurtured and nourished and loved, like loving for yourself, your output is a million times better than anyone else in a state of stress. 100%. And I also think, I talk about this a lot, actually. I also think, A, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And oftentimes when you try and get into the nitty gritty of how you're feeling and why you're feeling, you know, this rush and this pressure and whatever, you're only in the race with yourself. It's really just created internally. And then when you're able to just let that go and then you're like, okay, cool. It doesn't matter if it takes an extra week, like whatever, it takes an extra week. Of course, when there are hard deadlines, there are hard deadlines. But in terms of just like building the business, you know, I'm not venture backed, I'm bootstrapped. I'm like my own vibe over here. So it's a different blueprint if you're going down the VC model or something like that. But for me, I'm like focused on making sure that every day I'm good, being happy every day, enjoying the journey. Because if you're only working towards this North Star goal that's in the future, which is important to have the North Star goal, but if you're only working towards that and you're skimming over life, life is now. Friendships matter. Relationships matter. Husbands and wives matter. Children matter. Um, activities matter, hobbies matter, like make sure you're doing the things that fill up your cup every single day and enjoy the journey before, because that goal might not ever happen. What if you work 10 years of hustle culture and your business fails overnight and then what, you know, I think it's really important for us to like enjoy the journey, love every day, do things every day that make you feel good. It's, it's such a lesson that I've just learned literally. Like I know, you know, a little bit of my story, but there's, it's what I'm going through now. It's like waking up and going, I actually am not happy and I'm not living my life and everything I'm like working on is might disappear. And I have to start enjoying life. I have to actually integrate that joy. And now my life has changed because I'm actually happy in doing that. And yeah, it's unfortunately, it's one of those things sometimes that you have to learn the hard way. Like you don't realize until you go through it, but we hope that if one person listening to this has that little light bulb moment, you know, I'm I'm content because you really want to live your life with a smile, with joy and fulfillment and not, you know, stressed yes. and running that in a circle yes. <laughs> with that rush. It's like, oh, gosh, I, I just wish I was able to play hockey once a week or, you know, do an ocean swim once a week or whatever it might be. Like start tomorrow, like figure out how you can put that into your schedule this week. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's talk about magic because it is magical. 
And it brings me a lot of joy to see what you're doing. So I, I really want to share a little bit of the background of how you've launched this new incredible arm of the business and, and how it's going to change so many, so many founders' lives. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love magic so much. <laughs> so how did it start? Basically, in 2021, end of 2021 or sometime in 2021, I was like, okay, what's the next piece of the puzzle for Female Startup Club? Like, where do we go from here? I had no intention of launching a private community. That's that's not where I was thinking. I was thinking maybe more like masterclass but for business, kind of like courses and things like that. And But I wasn't sure. And so when you're not sure, you need to ask your audience. You need to ask people who are going to be your customers. And so I started just hosting these like one-to-one -one interviews where I would get to know people who were in my community and just ask questions and see what came up. Kind of questions that were open-ended, not with leading with any ideas, nothing like that. Just like listening. What are the challenges they faced? Where are they in their journey? Do they have a company? Are they working in a company? Like all sorts of things like that. And then basically what happened was nine times out of 10, everyone was like, I have a business, I'm lonely, I need a community, I need advice, I'm overwhelmed, the same words, the same language, the same problems. And I was like, okay, I get it. I need to launch this community. And so we launched a beta um, version of it, which we kind of worked on last year just to understand like what people would need out of a private community and a tool. And then we relaunched at the end of last year under Magic with a J and it's this kind of beautiful software that pulls everything in one roof, under one roof. So we have, you know, weekly calls where you can be on a call just with like other founders and we go around and we talk about like what's happening, what's good, what's bad. We support people who need it in that moment. And that's where the real magic lies because you get on one of these calls and someone will be having a really shit day. Something will have happened that morning that they're like, holy fuck, I need to solve this. I don't know what to do. And then everyone's like, oh, I have a connection. Or, oh, you should try this. Or, oh, this is how we can solve that. And we rally together. And it's like the most amazing thing. So we have those calls actually there twice a week. And then we also kind of integrate women from the show who have come in and they've, you know, they've done their podcast episode, but then the community wants to know more about something in specific, something specific. So for example, it might be like um, retail distribution. Like how do you actually do X on a deeper level? So we'll get them to come in and do intimate ask me anything sessions where the community can just ask what they need to ask in kind of context to their business. So they get a little bit of guidance, they get a little bit of mentorship. Um, we also do that with experts. So things like how to launch on Amazon successfully or how to use subscriptions in your business in a, you know, in a way that impacts your business, whatever it might be. I'm just, you know, rattling off things that aren't necessarily the best ones. Um, so we have the workshops and we have the experts come in and then we have, the side of the tool, which is all the SOPs, frameworks, blueprints, smart templates, things that any founder can just come in and be like, I just need to know what flows to set up for Clavio and I need a guide. And we've got all those vetted guides. And so they're wow. all built out, whether it's for Shopify or Clavio or whatever the main things are that e-commerce um, founders need at the moment. And then if we don't have it and someone wants it, we find it and we figure it out. And so that's kind of the you know, the general gist inside magic, but it kind of comes together where it's almost like a little bit of a Facebook group kind of forum feed. And then you can access all the different sections of the tool. It's like a very easy consumer friendly kind of place to be in. And it's it's just so great. Honestly, I just love being in there every day. I chat to a lot of people in the DMs. 
um, to get to understand where where they are in the journey and how we can specifically help them with our programming. Um, and I just get to meet the most amazing women. The coolest things happen. Like recently, for example, one of the founders in the group, she's been working two years on launching this new product. And like, it's just been like a long journey for her. And she met this other member inside Magic who had a complimentary product who was also about to launch this new thing. And she flew across the world. They flew across the world, met each other and hosted. They co-shared their launch right. event with PR. They met like wow. at the airport and then they stayed at um, one of these founders' houses and then they hosted this event together. It was right. absolutely amazing. They've become like full-on life friends. And I was just like, what? This is crazy. Like people connecting and doing things together and meeting up. I'm like, that's so cool. So cool. The fact that you are the change maker, you are the the reason that this happens, I think is the most empowering and special feeling in the world. I can only imagine how that, you know, would sit with you at the end of each day that you're like, I did this. This is me. I, I it's just, it blows me away every time I get to talk to you, every time I get to see, you know, sprinkles of, of what you're creating. It inspires me so much. I think this platform, it's just the beginning. I know it's just the beginning. It's going to be something unbelievable. And yeah, I'm so excited to sort of get to walk with you on that journey. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, <laughs> I just love it. It's definitely not me. It's it's the members. We, we just have so many smart, talented entrepreneurs who are like, out there doing everything they can to build their business. And it's it's honestly so inspiring. If you had to leave us with a small piece of advice or a sprinkle of um, inspiration, what is this one little message you can share with us? Ooh, what is one little message I can share with you? Well, a tactical thing that you could start doing, a practical piece of advice is to start your TikTok. Anyone who's listening who has just been like, I'm not going to do the TikTok thing. I don't want to do the TikTok thing. It can honestly change your life. It can change your business. And it's so important in today's world. If you're a founder and you're launching a business or you have a business and you think that paid ads is going to be the answer, I can tell you right now, it's not going to be the answer. You don't launch a business and run it through ads. And I see it a lot come up inside the group. I need to hire someone for ads. And I'm like, no, you don't. You need to focus on your organic marketing. You need to build your tribe of people. And TikTok is the fastest way to do that. So if you've been on the fence, TikTok, you know, every video has the opportunity to go viral. It can change your life overnight. It can change it three months from now, six months from now, but it can actually build organic customers who really love your brand and, you know, you're building a brand that's sustainable and and you can kind of really connect with those people versus someone that you get through an ad, which maybe it's just a one-time purchase and you don't get to see them again. So my practical insight would be get on TikTok, build your personal brand there, connect with people, connect with the audience that wants to be connected to you. I love it. And I, I think it is the most timely advice as well. I think if there's anything more important now, it's building authentic relationships with our community, right? That's that's what builds magic, literally. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Doreen, thank you so, so much for all of your unbelievable advice and insight and sharing your experiences. It is invaluable and it's always such an honor to get to talk to you. Thank you so much. I've loved this. Amazing. We're done. <laughs>